we are tonight doing one entire letter. The teaching for the 23rd of Feshvan is one short letter. The theme of this letter is a very strong message of the Rebbe to his followers, not to reduce their annual commitment to charity for the Holy Land, even though maybe in their current circumstances it's hard for them to come up with that money. He also reminds them, as we learned previously, that when you're giving charity, what counts is not only the total amount of the contribution, but also the multiplicity of benevolent actions. And each action is very powerful. And the spiritual repercussions, the spiritual consequences of these actions. So the Rebbe begins by saying that it's well known what our sages say, that if someone generally comes to synagogue, and one day he doesn't come, God says, where is he? And then our sages quote a verse, which says, who among you fears God, who listens to the voice of his prophetic servant, who walked in the darkness and for whom no light shone? So what is this verse talking about? So in the Talmud, they explain this verse as a person who's supposed to be going to synagogue, but instead he goes to a place of darkness, and that's why he didn't go to synagogue. But in the context itself, in Yeshaya, where this verse is, the commentaries there understand differently. And they understand it in a way as the Rebbe is understanding it now, that this idea of a person walking in darkness means a person who finds himself in a situation of darkness, who finds himself in a difficult situation. And we're saying, as the verse continues, trust in God, rely on God, and therefore don't refrain from attending synagogue, keep doing good things, and don't let the darkness get to you. So the Rebbe brings out the same point here in this letter, that even if you're in a difficult situation, even if you're in a time of darkness, don't think of reducing your charitable contribution, trust in God, rely on God. So, going back to the teaching, whoever the custom to go to synagogue and one day doesn't show up, God asks after him. So, the Rebbe says, it's not only in terms of prayer that we have this concept, it's true for all commandments. And of course, it's especially true for charity, because charity is equivalent to all the commandments. So, if this is true for prayer, how much more so is it true for charity, that a person generally gives a certain amount or a certain percentage of charity, and he stops, God asks, what's going on? And a person would say, well, I'm not obligated to give that amount, and maybe you're not. But it's not appropriate for someone who fears God to reduce something which is holy. Why am I reducing something which is holy? I'm just giving less money to charity. But Charitable contributions cause a flow of divine energy from a very high source, which is called holy, and that holy divine source flows down into, something we've discussed many, many times, the tenth divine attribute of the highest world, the world of being, the attribute of sovereignty. So every time you give charity, there's a new flow from this level called holy, which is much higher, in this tenth divine attribute of sovereignty, into sovereignty. And this flow is, so to speak, impregnating sovereignty. Sovereignty is considered the mother. So it's 
impregnating sovereignty to create. So every time you give charity, this flow happens. So if you give less charity, you're lessening the flow of godliness. You're lessening that which is holy. And here these people, especially that the, at this time, who the Rebbe is addressing this letter to, these people were giving their money to the very, very impoverished settlers of the Holy Land. Now, obviously, these people in Russia that were giving the money were pretty impoverished themselves. But the people in Israel literally had nothing. And the Rebbe says, when you do this, you're fusing oneness with oneness. Oneness should be united with oneness, which in a certain sense means charity unites one Jew with another, one to one. All the Jews are united through one giving the other charity. But we're also here talking about levels of divine energy. And there's also oneness fusing with oneness on the level of divine energy. There's two types of unities that we speak of. We speak of the lower level of unity, Yichud and we speak of a higher level of unity, Yichud So a lower level of unity, one to one, comes into being when the divine attribute of sovereignty becomes a source for creation of the lower world. So here the divine energy of the lowest level of the highest world, sovereignty of the world of being, is fusing with all creations on the lower world, one to one. Additionally, there's a higher level of unity, which involves the six higher emotional attributes, which transcend direct contact with this world. And this is the union of those six higher emotional attributes with, again, that tenth divine attribute, the divine attribute of sovereignty. So we have three levels of unity going on with charity, one due to another, one to one. The divine attribute of sovereignty in the world of being, the creative force of God, with creation, with the creations of the lower world, one to one. And within the world of being itself, the higher divine energies, the emotional energies, fusing with the tenth and final energy, the energy of creation, the energy of sovereignty, one to one. And the river continues, everything is judged according to the multiplicity of action. Meaning, as we spoke about length in the previous letter discussing charity, that Maimonides explains that every time you give charity, it refines the soul. What we are now adding is every time you give charity, it causes a union in the world above, one to one. The divine emotion with sovereignty, sovereignty with creation, the Jew with the Jew, one to one, every single time. So therefore, it's very important to give very generously, meaning give a lot, and it's very important to give many times. So whatever generous amount you're giving, it's good to spread it out over quite a number of times because each time is creating this divine union. Of course, it's also important how much you're giving because God's greatness is affected. It's determined by the magnitude of the total amount. So if you reduce the total amount, in other words, if you every month gave, and totally over the year you gave $12,000. It's a nice amount. And you say, well, I'm still going to give every month, but instead of giving 1000 every month, I'll give 500 So over the year I'll give $6,000 instead of twelve. But I'm still giving the same 12 times a year. The Rebbe says, mm, you have the multiplicity of the giving. You're giving many times, 
But God's not as great when you're giving 6,000 as he would be when you're giving 12. So one factor is giving many times, and one factor is giving very generously. It says that all the individual coins given to charity add up to a great amount. And our sages say, when is God great? When he is in the city of our God. The city of our God is actually a reference to that tenth divine attribute, the attribute of sovereignty. Meaning, God's greatness is revealed when the divine name of God, the ultimate name, the Yudkei Vovkei Havaya, is vested in the divine attribute of sovereignty and illuminates it. Now, sovereignty is God's speech, as we've spoken many times, that God creates. Sovereignty is God's tool of creation through a speech, a king rule by speaking. So, sovereignty, God's creative aspect, is God's speech. Sovereignty is called the city of God because the city is comprised of many buildings, which are comprised of many bricks. And that's what speech is. Speech is built on many words, coming from many combinations of letters, coming from many letters. So it's the city, you know, in terms of the building blocks with all the different combinations that create this whole infrastructure of the cities of God's creation. So this all reveals the greatness of God's glory. So in this city of God, meaning in the divine attribute of sovereignty, here we have reckoning. Here we make calculations. Because reckoning is only possible with something that's finite, something that's divisible, that you can make a calculation and a reckoning. And sovereignty is God's attribute, which is the source of all finite and divisible created beings. So therefore, in the city of God, which we now understand means in sovereignty, we can make a reckoning. Because only at the level of sovereignty can reckoning can finite be considered? And there, the, the Reverend brings other allusions to this concept of sovereignty being the idea of reckoning. So we said that when you give this great amount of charity, the greatness of God is manifest in the city of God. And of course, now understand the city of God means sovereignty. So when men below acts with goodwill, he gives life, he gives grace, he gives kindness. He not only gives money, but he gives money with such a positive, pleasant, warm atmosphere. That's also another factor. One factor, of course, is give many times. One factor we said is give generously. And another factor is give graciously. Give with goodwill. Give that the other person feels good about taking from you. So a man does it. When you're giving and with goodwill, this arises, arouses God's goodwill. That God's energy will shine down to you. There'll be a flow of grace, of kindness, of favor to this level of sovereignty. And then this level of sovereignty, having now all this extra influx of God's energy, is going to animate all of the created beings in all the lower worlds that are subject to reckoning, that are subject to counting, that are finite. Because when we opened up the channel that our finite giving is actually so generous, so beneficent, then God's opening up the channels 
that for all creations, which are ultimately finite, there's such a flow of beneficent energy. There's such an ability to give more and more godliness to all creation. So we're saying that giving charity with goodwill fuses the infinite power of God, God is great, within the finite framework of calculations, of reckoning, the divine attribute of sovereignty, the source of finite created beings. And that's why this great amount, these numerous acts of charity bring peace. It says the reward for charity is peace. What does peace imply? Peace means joining, reconciling two opposites. So here we have two opposites. We have the supreme heavens, the infinite greatness of God, the incomprehensible greatness of God, and we have sovereignty, the lowest of the ten divine attributes. And they become fused. And from that fusion now, all of those divine energies that were invested in sovereignty now in turn flow into all the lower worlds, into the worlds that have finite creation, that there's reckoning, that there's calculation, and in all of them, there's an extra flow of godly energy. And what is all this coming from? You. Giving many times, giving generously, and giving with goodwill. 